Chichi, how we doing, cuz? What's going on? Dude, I, I only break out the Converse <laughs> Legend shirt when we have legendary guests on. And oh, I'm, dude. I know you do. I, we qualify today. I love and, and there's a little shoe thing going on. We'll have to ask about that, too, with Converse and all that good stuff. So, hey, listen. This, we've been waiting for, so listen, this second time, she's a second time guest. She only popped on one time in the winter meetings last year. So she, she's a, a second time guest for us, Chinchi. One of my favorite human beings in the world. Not, not just somebody I work with, one of my favorite humans in the world. Anyone that meets uh, this wonderful, wonderful friend of ours it knows exactly what we're talking about. Let me just tell you, she, she, um, she's the host of MLB Central with Mark DeRose and Robert Flores, 10 years now running on MLB Network. Um, also the host of TBS, uh, Tuesday baseball. She flies. This is incredible. She flies all over the place. Bam. She, you know, you don't know what's like Ryan Seacrest of the sports world, you know, and she's, uh, she also hosts a pre, uh, pregame postgame of the of postseason coverage, which she did an incredible job. One of the best hosts, one of the best sideline reporters, one of the best people in this industry, sports industry, not just baseball. We're talking basketball. We're talking everything. This is just, I'm telling you, if you start paying attention to where Lauren Jahadi is, she's all over the place. So let's bring her in. One of our oh. fav- favorites ever, Lauren Shahadi. What's up, Shahads? How we doing? You guys. I'm so happy. This is a thrill. Thanks for having me. Hi, We're equally happy. We're equally happy to have you, Lauren. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, we are. Shahads, talk to us a little bit. Before we kind of get into into your journey, which is incredible, um, I want to talk a little bit, little baseball, because you're on every day there at the network. You kind of have the heartbeat. You just got done with the postseason and doing all that. So, um, take us back a little bit to the World Series and and some of the coverage that you did. Like, you know, what were some of your, you know, what were some of the things you loved about the series, and maybe some of the players that you looked at and you thought, man, those that was it was fun to watch them. Yeah, I got to do the National League this year, so I got to go West Coast. And you know me, if you know me, I'm I'm in bed by eight thirty <laughs> Eastern time, so I don't get to put eyes on the Diamondbacks every day. You know, like I'm not watching the Dodgers on a nightly basis. I do. I'll watch like two innings, but I don't get to watch. You know, towards the end of those games, so that was really cool to put eyes on them. Um, the Dodgers were stacked; they just came up short on the pitching side. And for the Diamondbacks, my goodness, Case and Chinch, I have to say, Tori Lavello is a different Mm. human. And we talk so much about analytics in this game and it matters, I got it. It's a mix and you guys know that more than anything, but PV was, Jake PV was on the show on Hot Stove today and he was talking about how the second that Tori Lovello was going to the World Series, he was interviewed. And the first thing he said, they said, how did the Diamondbacks get here? Second place team, you know, 20-ish games back, 18, 15, 16 in the division. And he said, man, there's a lot of love in this room. And I thought, that's it, right? Like that matters so much. You guys know we love this great game and it's so, and he didn't talk about, you know, OPS. He didn't talk about war. He didn't talk, and I know that matters and I got it. It's a combination of it all. But I think that was really kind of my takeaway from Mm. this postseason. 
Oh, I love that. I love what you said, too, because Tori, first off, I was so fortunate to play with Tori Lavello when he was in 97. He was on his way out. I was on my way in. We were both in the Buffalo Bisons, won a championship together, and we've stayed in touch. He was kind of like a role model for me. But he said something after that wild card round. He said, hey, listen, a team that's connected is dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. There was something. And did you feel that with those guys? Was Was there a connection around those guys? Yeah, and so I love what he said. I loved that quote, and I thought, I kept thinking to myself when I see, you know, Alec Thomas or, or Corbin Carroll, and I'm like, Gabby Moreno, do they know that they're 23? Like, this is supposed to be <laughs> difficult, right? We see guys on the biggest stage in October, they just freeze. And your right. Corbin Carroll acts like he's at Starbucks on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Facing Clayton Kershaw. I mean, it was just incredible. And they had the perfect mix of youth and, and you know, experience with Evan Longoria and just this yeah. mindset of, you know, we we carry that chip. You don't think we, we're good enough? Yeah. We do, you know? Yeah. And That's good. awesome. And old school bunting, stealing. I loved that. I love that about their game. I yeah, know. It was, it was, it's, they're going to be there for many years to come. They're going to be dangerous for a while. It was fun. What about you, Shahad, as far as like, you know, I was with the Yankees a little bit and you came out. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that was with TBS or a- a- Apple. I'm not exactly sure. Who were you with when, when you came to when you came? MLB to Yankees? Network. MLB, oh, you're with the network. OK, geez. That's why I said there's so many things. So MLB, you're with MLB Network and you're, you know, you're shuffling back and forth. You're in the you're, in, you're with the cameras over there. Then you're then you're talking to Booney in the dugout and all. Can you take us through that? Like, what's that like, you know, being that person that's in game where they're coming to you and you're you're getting a chance to actually talk to the manager in like the fifth inning? So first of all, Chinch will love this because this is the first time I saw Casey since he got that job. And we're trying to be all professional, but we're not professional at all. So I see him during batting practice and it's like, Judge, Stanton, you know, lament you. And I'm I'm trying to be, you know, I'm like, oh, do I give him a kiss on the cheek? Do I give him a hug? You know, we've known each other for so long. And I'm like all nervous about, oh, do I, you know, do I wrap my arms around him and give him a nice bear hug? He literally lifts me up. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. We're close friends. It's so good. He's just, and every time I would walk by the dugout to interview Booney, I'm like, what's up, Case? What's up? We could really talk, but I had the same thing. Um, Me and and, uh, Jess, his first day on a road, I'm like, why isn't why am I nervous? Why is this different? I've, I know some of the greatest baseball players of all time, and now I'm looking. I'm like so nervous for my buddy. Like I hope he does good at his job today. It was, it was so it was so surreal with him being on the Yankees. Wasn't I it? know, and they kept panning the camera to him, and he would just have such joy radiating from him. And I'm just like, that's Casey. Like he is who he is. Um, yeah, but going, you know, being a reporter going into the dugout. First of all, you're very aware that it's their space. That's first and foremost. I get it. We have all access we're allowed to be in the clubhouse i understand that i do try and limit my time there i really do that's just me i mean i'm sure other people feel that same way and other people say no that's your job to go there um for me i just feel like that's the the you know i i wanted to kind of you know give them their space and then i'll talk to them out on the field um so I, i'll try and interview the guys before the game and then during the game when i talk to aaron boone i usually ask him one question about his pitcher or his pitching plan that's always my go-to because that's what guys want to know that's what girls want to know who are watching this game um and then something about a spectacular play or you know but you ha- you have to be very cognizant that they're in the middle of uh, you know so many decisions half the time when you go to a manager they're you know sometimes they're in the bathroom or something they forget and you're, you're like oh excuse me and you know you're you're in a playoff game. You're like, excuse me, um, can you get 
Can you get him? They're like, he's in the bathroom, lady. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. Get him out. <laughs> um, but they're so wonderful with their time and their access. We really have great, uh, you know, people at the helm here in this game. Shads, I admire, I watch, and I admire you so much for the for the art of asking a question. One of the toughest things that when I first got to the net, we're like, all right, we're having uh, Evan Liguori on. Like, let's ask him a couple questions. I'm like, freaking absolute frozen. Like, what? I'm like, and, and, and like the, the shots, when I first started off, like, hey, uh, Evan, man, I, you know, and I, I couldn't land the plane. I'd ask like, I'd say 75 things. I'd never get to the question. They'd be like, the hell is this guy doing? Like, get to the question. I couldn't land the plane. Like, it has been one of the toughest things to do. And obviously now being there 15 years, it's it's so much easier. But dude, those first few years, I struggled with that. I watch you do an interview. Like, I watch you interview people. And it is so clean. And it is so to the point. Can you tell us what's the art of asking questions? Oh, my gosh. That's the best. That's That question you just asked is the question we're all trying to find out, right? right. I was told very early on, and this is kind of what I stick to, if there's a walk-off situation in a game, you do not go past the ninth inning backwards. So wow. if I'm interviewing Carlos Correa and you just hit a walk-off home run, I'm saying you step to the plate, you know, knock the donut off. You're taking, what are you, what are you trying to do? Okay. Mm. That's my first question. My second question is, you know, when you hit it, did you know it? Mm. When you were rounding third, I saw you touch, talk to your first base coach. What did he say? You got in the dugout, you pointed at the crowd. Who are you pointing to? Like in that moment, you never, you never go back from that moment. That was what I was taught. If it's a, you know, a game that's a, the blowout and it's a 10, nothing game, then you can talk about, you know, are you, do you ever feel spoiled by your pitcher? Do you, you know, you get, let them talk about that kind of stuff. But I do find that listening is the biggest and most important thing. And it's the most difficult. I remember this conversation. I had 2018, I think it was, when did Boston win it? 2018. Yep. 2018. 2018. Okay. So I was interviewing David Price after the game. <clears throat> And he came out of the bullpen, I think. And I remember I asked him a question. The first question, I was nervous as all get out. It's live, it's Yankees, Red, Red Sox, I think it was. And I, I say um, something, I asked the first question. And he says, I was working on something in the bullpen yesterday that I applied today, okay? And me, nervous as heck, I'm like, what do you think about your shortstop? Like, I, what, what? What were you working on? That's like a layup. But I was thinking, I was so nervous in that moment. I wasn't listening. He could have said, I hate your top. You're a terrible interviewer. I wouldn't have heard it. Ah, so, that's great advice. I'm that's like, great advice. Yeah, I was working on something yesterday that I applied today. And he stopped. And I, I and I should have been like, well, what were you working on? You know, so that is the, that's the, where the magic lies. It's just hard it's hard when there's 10 million people watching. <laughs> it is hard to listen because the art of the interview is listen and go off what they say. If there's nothing to follow up on, then you move on to your question. Like, but sometimes that's not, e like you said, that's not as easy to do as you think. And I have done that so many time shots. And I even find like uh, layups like that after the game, a guy, you know, does a walk off. I'm the guy that goes, like, hey, back in the second inning when uh, so-and-so threw that curveball that, uh, and it, everyone's like probably watching going, what does that have to do with the guy just hit a three-run bomb to walk it off? Yeah, but you better tell that person it's harder than it looks. Exactly. Right? It's, uh, oh, it's so true. It's so true. Shads, for you, you know, 
going back to growing up, I want to now want to now want to take it. I want to take it to you a little bit. Like growing up in the Shahadi household, you know, where, where sports a big deal. You know, why 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 are you in this? Why are you in the field that you're in? Why do you love baseball the way you love it? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so I grew up in Northern Virginia. I went to Langley High School. I went to University of Florida. I my um we we um my dad is Lebanese. My mom's Italian. And we always just played in the backyard, you know, stuff like that. And when I played and when I, I was recruited to walk on at the University of Florida, I wasn't good enough to, you know, get a scholarship or anything like that. And then the new coach who got the coach got fired, that coach never wanted walk ons. I never played bottom line. But, but you, so did, you did, just, you did have offers though, like I did, other like offers, like maybe it, division two or three. I, yeah three schools but i really wanted to go to big academics big athletics you know kind of things so i wanted right. to watch the gators play so my first interview i remember was um steve spurrier and i was shaking in my boots and i just fumbled <laughs> through my question and he looked at me like <laughs> i was like i'm not cut out for this but i remember watching um Cal Ripken Jr. break Lou Gehrig's consecutive games played three. That was the moment. I was 12 years old. It was against the Angels. I was a DC girl. Mm. And at the time, we didn't have the Nationals. So the the Baltimore Orioles were our team. Right. Um, and it wasn't like we jumped ship when the Nationals came. We we're just from DC. We're not from Baltimore, you know? So, but um, so I remember that. It was like an 18-minute standing ovation. It was a who's who in the crowd. It was is this guy as you know a, a larger than life figure in a seemingly you know blue collar type attitude which was pretty insane and impressive at the time you know he was this larger than life star but he had this work ethic that he you know never mm. took a day off in 16 years which what um, <laughs> what the guys don't even play 162 nowadays let alone when we show up those graphics you know you show those graphics yeah. of like you know closest i think it was Whit merrifield at the time it was like a season and four games yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 16 years yeah um that was the moment i said and i remember the interview after the game and i thought i want to do that in that moment um i remember uh you know sitting on the couch with my dad and watching the commanders, the the Redskins at the time, and just thinking, I just want to be in that moment. And um, so I, after school, I was a, I went to University of Florida. I was an overnight editor for a station in Sarasota. I did the lottos and the birthdays. So like, I not like, I wouldn't like announce them, but I would like place them on the screen. And I yeah. remember I gave the wrong person the lotto and they called oh, no. up. I won, I won. And I, that was on me. And it was the first time I was like, I was like, nice psych. <laughs> Just kidding. How and old was I, that for like I, a million bucks? Is cutthroat. Like I'm never going to make it. So then I went, I thought maybe I could try on air because I'm not really one for details as a producer. And so I sent out a hundred VHS tapes. Remember those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we're old. hundred <laughs> VHS tapes. I got one call back and I remember the area code of 701 and I, and I, I, I did not answer it and I Googled it and it was Minot, North Dakota. And I thought, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just know nothing about it, you know? And oh it was God. the nicest man. His name is Jim Olson. He was my news director at the time. He called, he said, I'm going to offer you $9,000. I want you to be our weekend sports anchor and weekday sports reporter. And what? you're going to move to Minot, North Dakota. Yeah. And pace and chinch. I thought, okay. okay, like that was my yeah. thought. What? 
my dad uh, had a property management company at the time. He said, I'll pay you $25,000 a year. You stay here and work with me. And I got, no, no, no. Like I see this like dream, like I have this dream. And so I got my $9,000 a year. I went to North Carolina, North Dakota. I remember I landed and it was negative 40 degrees. Oh my God, negative 40. And they had coats that were rated. They were rated for warmth. You couldn't leave your car. Your car could not be out of gas for more than um, like on the lower. It couldn't be under half tank because if it ran out, you had like five minutes till frostbite. (laughs) I was like, what? But when I tell you it was the most wonderful place I've ever been, it was the most wonderful place. The most wonderful people, hardworking, love their news station, love their sports. It was just um, the most beautiful time in my life, really. And I was so grateful that I did it. Um, what, what was the, Shahad, what was like the biggest lesson you take from that? Like that you're still, when you're on MLB Central now, you're national news, you're talking to people in the big league dugouts. What are the, what's the lesson you took from that time? case I never lose it. Like that was that question right there. Like I never lose sight of like what that was like, like that grind. I'm so, I remember when I got, I went from there to CBS sports. And I remember when I got there, I said, I don't have to carry my camera here. And they looked at me like, and I thought, wow, you know, and I just feel like I, I remember I would carry my camera into Saskatchewan, Canada, and you'd have to go through customs and I would shoot JV ice hockey, university ice hockey. And at that time, you know, you don't know if you're going to get a goal or not. Like, <laughs> it's not the highest level. So you just pray you'd get a goal. You'd white balance your camera, anyone who knows. And I would, you'd pray you get a goal. And then you'd drive back, you know, four hours in my station wagon. And I would edit it. I would then the the, the high school football schools scores were coming in. So we would answer all the phones. Oh, you know, this team beat this team by, you know, seven to nothing nothing and i would write write them i would enter in the graphics so you would do it all and so that when you got to a different level and you didn't do those things like you didn't have to shoot and edit and everyone who's gone in this business knows what i'm talking about this is not new you know this is i'm not the only one i just there's such an immense sense of like gratitude i can't even like it's not lost on me i think about it every i think about it every day wow I mean, what a story, because, you know, I think sometimes maybe people see, uh, you know, if you're hosting a show, oh, yeah, she just went right from Florida to hosting a, a national show. And like most people's journeys are like that when you're holding the camera. Hey, can I get a quick interview. You have the mic, too, right? Where you hold the mic, you're like doing this right here. So that's in- Shahad's. That's incredible. I did not know that. I did not know that you were in North Dakota at minus 40, just grinding in JV hockey. It's like you guys, though, with the minor leagues, like you just have this crazy goal. And if you don't believe that you can do it, no one will. Right. And and you're just so grateful for the time. I still keep in touch with so many of my friends there. And I'm just like I'm so they they let me into their community and I'll never forget it. It's a beautiful place. How long were you there for shots? A year and eight months. I remember because I got the call from cbssports.com and they said, um, do you want to move to Miami and cover football? I was like, yes, oh, <laughs> yes I do. But I think, I think that I, 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 I think back on my time in my as the most beautiful, truly, I told you this, the most beautiful time of my life. I really am grateful for it. Plus wow. that was the only way to do it back then case. It's, it's the same way with music. Now, like musicians can go on YouTube and find a place somewhere to be a broadcaster. You had to go 
somewhere like North Dakota, Canada, anywhere to get there. It's so true. I went to tvjobs.com. I don't know if that website still exists and you'd pay $15 a year and it'd be all the listings. And so uh, one person told me a long time ago when I was in college, send with your resume, because there's a stack of VHS tapes, send a pizza with your resume tape. They'll watch it because they don't get to all the things. So when I sent out a hundred a hundred VHS tapes. I sent them with a pizza, a cheese pizza for the newsroom with my tape attached. This is so great. Scammer. I'm like, I'll bribe you. I'm not above it. But I sent a pizza and my VHS tape, just like watch it, which, you know, what's sad about that is that they probably did watch it and 99 people said no. You just need the one, baby. You just need one to say yes. That's it. Or somebody likes double cheese pizza. Give me a bring her in. You like anchovies? <laughs> so great. So, so Shads, when you got out there then to Miami, you know, yeah. with CBS, um, take us through that. You know, all, all of a sudden, like this is this is what I'm looking for. This is yeah, this is the stepping was, stone. Yes. It was different. It was CBSSports.com. It was awesome. They they do an awesome job. And I was a fantasy football host. And I learned very quickly that you can't mess up because fantasy football is king to so many people. Right. So I would say, you know, is Tiki Barber sitting or starting this, this you know, this week? And if I ever made a mistake, their whole week is ruined because of you. So I, um, I loved that job. That was a really cool job. And then from there... Um, I got the call from M from MLB Network to audition. I came, I auditioned with Harold Reynolds. I remember, and um, I made fun of him. I, I, I in my audition, I made fun of him. I don't know why. Because that's you. Because that's you. You're being you. I got the job right there, and I was like, I probably butchered twenty names. But if you make, if you show a little personality, I guess it worked. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, so tell us about your time at the network. Like, what has that been? Like, obviously, you're such a fixture. You're, you're a fixture in, on, on so many platforms, obviously. But what has it been right, like working with D. Rowe and working with Row Flow? And, you know, I mean, crazy dudes like me and Al, we all come on the show. But, like, you're right in the mix, Shahad's Like, you, you know, you're just you're incredible what you do. What's that been like for you at the network and especially MLB Central? It's the greatest joy. It's the greatest joy. I walk in this building every day. I can't. I saw you yesterday walking out of the gym. And I just was, we both had smiles on our face because we know what a, what, play, what a place this is. It's yeah. just a bunch of people who love the game who are allowed to just talk about it. We just yeah. are allowed to talk about it. And that's, that's you know, that's the beauty of this place. Um, yeah, I started on the rundown and then I moved on to MLB Central with first Maddie and then Robert and D-Row. Right. And they're... Yeah it's it's basically we're having breakfast with you we're having coffee with you we're talking about the sport so it, you know we can talk about the dodgers and then we'll quickly talk about what's your favorite candy bar and how no one wants smarties they want Reese's, you know like that, or, what, that. Or, or a scam i love the scam the yeah. scam one that's yeah. the one of the best best ones it's the best cold butter scam <laughs> Oh, so it runs the gamut, right? You want a little bit of entertainment. And our goal, I think, is to, we each bring different, you know, Dero is a player. He talks about it from, you know, the the, the fastball outside to, right. you know, Robert talks about it from a different perspective. And I really am kind of the, I'd never played at the major league level, of course. And I just, I ask the question. Sometimes I feel like my questions 
are for the normal fan, the person who yeah. loves baseball, who doesn't know everything about it. So I'll give you an example. We were talking with Carlos Pena the other a couple of years ago, and he said, it's a high probability swing. And he kind of just glazed over it. And I thought to myself, I played softball my whole life. I think I know what high probability swing <laughs> is. I think I do, but should I ask? And I thought, you know what? If I'm wondering, and I cover this game every day, someone else is wondering. So I said, yeah. Carlos, what's a high probability swing? He said, it's, you know, the bat stays in the zone, you know, longer. And I knew that. I mean, it might, you know, and I thought, oh gosh, this is going to be some, one of those like dumb question things. And I thought, no, 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 that's the beauty of this show. There's right. everyone's at a different level of baseball and we bring them all together. Right. I think that's, you know, that that's been why it's so successful. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Um, we had, I got a great question. Or, or, I don't know if it's a great question or not. You, you, you decide. <laughs> myself. Uh, listen, I just want to let you know, I got a great question coming here. I might freaking <laughs> fall flat on my face. <laughs> so, like, we had Susan Waldman on here, who I think yeah. is a pioneer for women in sports. And she had a great comment. I, I, I remember, you know, asking her questions, uh, uh, you know, about, you know, you're the first woman that's on air. You're, you've done so many things. And, and she kind of cut me off. She kind of came back at me, and I loved it. I loved it. She came back at me. She said, you know what? The problem is we're still talking about women and, you know, we're still talking about women, you know, being in a different category. You know, she's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm play by play. I'm in the booth. I'm in the dugout. I know what's going on. I know the game of baseball. I talk it like anyone else would talk, man, woman, whoever, you know? And so can you talk about that a little Shahad's being in this industry, being a woman? Cause you know, obviously what Chinch and I being in the industry and, and being around it, we just know good people. We know good hosts. We know people that know the game. That's how I look at you. I don't even look at you as a woman figure. I look at you, man, Lauren Shahadi knows sports. Can you talk about that a little bit? You know, it's such a great, it's, it's the most, it's the question I get the most often and the most important one. I think, I think Susan Walden went through things that we, so we didn't have to right? she's a pioneer yeah. in this sport. Um, I often feel like if you're as prepared as you can be, I have, I don't, I don't view it as a disadvantage to be a female. And I, I view it from the opposite side. I have, you guys have treated me with nothing but respect and in return, I'm prepared. Right. So I, when I tell young girls, this, I say, be as prepared, be the most prepared person in the room. They'll never, They'll never treat you like you don't belong. They won't. That's been my experience. I've had the best, the best experience with that. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, and I, I hosted a panel, uh, this was a year ago now, of females in this game, from trainers to coaches to Susan Waldman was on it, to Susan Slusser was on it, uh, beat reporter. Um, and I asked this one question, and I found that the responses to be so interesting. I said, do there need to be more women in the game and not one of them said yes they all said i want to be talented in the game mm. like i want to be viewed as a talent that's why i got this so it's a very difficult dynamic right, right. sure of course we want women in this wonderful game because mm. we love this game and we are qualified to talk mm. about it but right. do i do i answer that question as yes i answer it as I, I don't want to be seen as that. I want to be saying not as a female sports reporter, as a sports reporter. And I hope that just the work does the talking. And I do want the most qualified person for every position. And I feel like they're all the women I've that all in, my, in our sisterhood are they're the yeah. most qualified for that job. And, yeah. you know, kudos to them. Yeah, I got one quick, Sean. On that point, who, who, who are your mentors, male or female? And now, I mean, 
I, I see I see it all over the internet how many people look up to you how are you paying forward what you were taught when you were a, a, a you're still a youngin but when you were a super youngin <laughs> Easy. Uh, Leslie Visser is probably the number one I remember having dinner with her one time the only female in the football hall of fame or the NFL hall of fame and she she could recite the Red Sox lineup for a decade the lineup <laughs> one through nine I mean think about that right. I can't recite it from this year <laughs> seriously it's you hard know? to do me neither it's hard to do and she is a complete <clears throat> pioneer i also used to look up to robin mead of cnn headline news she oh, this is who i kind of like tried to model my broadcasting off of she always talked to you like you were a friend you would be hard pressed to know if she was on camera or not like she'd be hey welcome in Ugh, i overslept how about you and you're like is she on air <laughs> and i loved it that yeah. warmth like I loved that I thought oh my gosh I'm talking to a friend mm. so those two and then when I talk to young girls who are trying to get in the business um you know it goes back to Casey's question about going to a small market and stuff I think that there's um, a lot of opportunities now to go you know on social media and do a sports report where where there weren't before you know what I mean we had to go to the small market and it it, it served us well I do think um but I always just tell them work hard try and just get as much respect as you can you know treat your you know act act as as you'd want to be treated respect everyone in the business and work really really darn hard and then there's a little bit of luck right that yeah. comes along with it that um that is imperative <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know to, yeah. to get it. Well, I mean your story you know you, you talked about <clears throat> Cal Ripken being such an influence on you and like it's so good to hear your story, Shahads, because there is that grit. There is that tenacity. There is that grind to like, you know, things weren't just handed to you, you know, and I think that's why you're, for anyone that knows you, how humble you are as a person. Now you can see, you know, things weren't just handed to you. You understand you from the, from the, from the ground up with all the, with all the stuff that you've done, Shahads and, and all the people you've come across. Can you give us a couple of your best memories that you look back on and go, I can't believe that happened to me. Ooh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, it, it, more so like I could, yeah, more so just moments that I took from in my, in my, when I was at cbssports.com, I remember interviewing Jim Nance for a, a master's preview. It was at cbssports.com master's preview. And he was, you know, he is larger than life. And he got on that. So I remember thinking to myself, I've got to, I got to be here early. I got to be on time. I have to be. And I thought to myself, well, he's, you know, the best, he's going to be a little bit late. He's going to be a little bit case and chinch. He was on there five minutes early. He said, hi, Lauren. And I, I mean, he didn't know my name. He made sure that he knew my name, knew my name. Hi, Lauren. I'm so thrilled to do this with you. Thanks for spending time with me. And I thought, my goodness, that's the way to treat people because right away, I'll never forget that. As long as I live that Jim said that, and he remembers everyone's name you know it's that it's those kind of people that you meet along the way that you think oh my gosh this is pretty cool and then now i work at tbs and the inside the nba guys are there (laughs) oh my gosh i remember like eating an airhead or something on a couch and i see Shaq and kenny and charles and 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 ej walk by and i'm like what is going on and when i tell you 
they they might be the, the four the four nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I know Sean Casey, so I was saying something. <laughs> and I'm like, this is why it works. It's authentic. And I think that you guys, you know, you guys know this this medium so much. The, the, it's uh, the uh, authenticity that plays on television. I think that people yeah. can tell very fast what kind of human you are. Yeah. And I think that's why that show works so well is yeah. because they're just, they're the same. It was Shaq and Charles going at each other, like <laughs> arguing. They were off camera arguing about this. Someone stole someone's seat. And I was like, this is, it's a genuine friendship. You know, it's a genuine, authentic relationship. And that's, that's where the magic lies. It, it, well, I, I saw one thing. I think it, I don't know if it was on your Instagram or somebody's Instagram. It was like a crossover. It was Shaq uh, Barkley. It was you, Pedro Martinez, Curtis Granderson, Jimmy Rollins. And it was just a smorgasbord of awesomeness. Can, can you take us back to yes, how that happened? I, can. I wanted yeah. to shoot the hockey puck, but they made me throw a wiffle ball. And I said, I can't, I threw, I, I played my whole life. Right. Like, I can't throw a wiffle ball. So I threw like 20 wiffle balls into the ground. I'm like, we have a hall of famer. Can't Pedro Martinez do <laughs> Pedro's like, I'm so sorry, Lord. I, I didn't believe you when you said you couldn't, cause he, you know, like he knew as I played. I'm like, I don't know how to throw it, Pedro. Um, but it was such a fun, was, yeah, it was NHL on TNT and then NBA, of course, on TNT and then baseball. And it's just fun to see, like, you know, there's such giants in their sport, but it doesn't yeah. always, you know, it doesn't always yeah. translate. We see that when, you know, you, when guys take batting practice or oh, yeah. throw out the first pitch and you're like, you're a superstar. How can you not like yeah. swing the bat? But, well, um, I find it so funny that like, you know, I've, you know, seen LeBron take some swings, you know, yeah. the greatest, greatest athletes in the world. I'm like, these guys can't hit a baseball. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you, you can't hit a baseball. Like even like, you know, any, even like a Barkley hitting a golf ball. You're like, this guy's one of the greatest athletes ever. He's got seven hitches coming down to hit the, hit the golf ball. Like that, that skill, like hand-eye coordination. These are the greatest athletes in the world. I do find that so funny that when baseball gets involved, you know, you can make the greatest athletes in the world look a little, a little more uh, mortal, you know? I know. What was it? CJ Stroud today said basketball players want to be football players and football players want to be basketball yep. players. And we all want to play baseball. <laughs> so cool. So cool. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Um, what else we got here? Shahads. I got so many things written about? down. I could, I could go a couple. Oh, we're, we're going to go a little bit more. Oh, I wanted, oh, I wanted to ask you about this. So, so, you know, obviously I know for me, even even being back with the Yankees, that grind is like so real. And you're like, wow, like I, I got a routine. I'm like, you know, you're talking about going to bed at 830. Like, I got a routine here at my house. I get up, I get a nice glass of lemon water. I go downstairs, I get a nice workout in, I journal, I cold plunge. I got like by by like nine o'clock, I'm like, let's get it. You know, I get with the Yankees. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, I'm, I'm there at one. I'm, you know, I'm going to bed at midnight. I'm getting up at 10. I'm, I'm trying to get a Peloton in. Next thing you know, I'm back at the yard. I'm trying to eat right, but but I know the cookies look so good and the freaking, you know what I mean, all this stuff. So can, can you take us through, because I know Shahad's, I, I, I've worked out with you before and you get after it. Like, you're not like doing the uh, yoga pose, you know, like this. Like, you're actually like, I saw you like deadlifting, like freaking like, you know, backwards lunging and stuff like that. Like, like, can you talk about that whole thing? Like, there's a whole nother thing. Like, you obviously have to take care of yourself and be in good shape. How do you do it? Like with, with the, with the crazy schedule that you have. Wait, time out. You journal? 
Yeah, journal every day. Every day he does this guy. I love that. Hey, I didn't know five that minutes. about you. Five minutes. That's it. I guarantee I just I promised myself five minutes, set the timer. And sometimes I'll go 20, but just I like to get my mind on paper so that I can uh, you know, have a good day. Do you go back and read it. I have gone back and read it, and it's it is incredible when you go back and read it. Even like even I've gone back like three months ago, and I'm like, wow, that was going on in my life, and those were my thoughts that day, and wow. yeah. and I always at the end shots, I always write one thing I'm grateful for and five reasons why, and always challenge myself to get something new. So I'm no, I'm not always like I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my car, you know. I'm like I'm grateful for this pen. And the people that decided to invent a pen, ink, back in the day that had the feathers, and they decided to do that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the workers that at the factory put together these pens, and they ship it out. And the UPS driver that delivered them to me from Amazon, and Jeff Bezos for creating Amazon. So I try to go down that path in my brain where it's like, wow, life is incredible. And if I do it every day, I feel like I set an intention in that journal that just kind of makes my days go bad. So that's my reason for doing it. You're in, you're insane and incredible. I just <laughs> think the world of you. That's pretty cool. I might, I might try and do that. Five minutes of journaling. That's what it. I'm five. For. And just do two. Okay. Two minutes. Just All do right. it. All right. I'm going to try that. Cool. Um, yeah. The, the, the training and the eating and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I've always liked like a strong, like trying to be strong. Um, yeah. I'm not a runner. Right. Me neither. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think I could run a mile. I don't know. I've never do you any could do cardio. It. No cardio. My, da um, my dad has always said, you ever see a jogger smiling? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. I'll do, like, walking lunges on the treadmill, but that's about it. Okay, so I do a lot of heavy weight training. I feel like it's the only thing that uh, my body responds to. And then I do this thing on my phone that where I count my macros. So I don't mm. know if you've heard of that. I count yeah. macronutrients. So they write protein, carbs, fat, yeah. but I'll allow my, within that it's very flexible. So I eat about 2,300 calories a day. And I like the, this amount of protein, fat and carbs. And if I want to have a donut, like I plug that in and then the rest of the day kind of compensates for it. <laughs> so that sense? Yeah. That's a dork. Um, oh. and then I just lift heavy. Yeah. I, I mean, I try to do it. I mean, I, I, everyone who, you know, those people are like, I love working out. What, who are those people? Find them, <laughs> exactly. bring them, exactly. let's study them for science. I hate it. I hate it. Every time I'm about to do my, um, like hip thrusts or my lunges, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Our father. Lord, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes at MLB network, we have an awesome gym and there's no one in there. I, I need some, someone needs to come in here and like <laughs> Pump me motivate up. me. Like you better bring a, bring a protein shake and start doing some skull crushers. Cause I, I'm going to walk out and go to the cafeteria if there's no one to keep me accountable. <laughs> um, I'm going right after this. So it's so maybe, good. Maybe it's so good. And, uh, but I and try, I try to, you know, I try. Hard. And Shahad's why lift it heavy? Because I know I, I try to lift heavy too, but like, what, what's your reasoning behind that? I just feel like the most muscle that I can build. And I like, like, I, like, I don't, you know, I don't try to have like a skinny, I mean, I guess I try, but I just don't have right. that body. <laughs> body. So I always try and be really, really strong or, you yeah. know, just feel strong. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, and I just like that aesthetic better. So I, the, the, the heavy weight. So I'll do, um, 
are we, you want to know like what I do, like sets? Like I'll yeah, do yeah, like, like, yeah, I would like for squats today. I'll do, I'll probably do probably six, 65 on each. I don't know if that, I mean, you guys, you lift way yeah. more than that, but for me, I'll do like 65 on each. And I'll do a drop set. Then I'll do 55. Then I'll do 45 and then I'll go heavy, like a hundred on both. And then I'll just do two, like two reps. I'll do low, low reps, high weight. Wow. That's so so wow. like that's legit. That's a chinch just started sweating out there in his, in his, in his office. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't do that right now. I don't but think. I, feel, I feel stronger, you know, and then it like affects my day. But, yeah. you, know, you know how that goes. No, it does. It, it gives you, I know for me, when I, when I work out and lift or do whatever, it, my mood's so different. So different. It's so different. It feels so good. Well, Shahad's. This is we we come to the end of the mayor's office, and we you're um, done with me. There's well, nothing else. Wait, we well, need to have. We even haven't asked me what my favorite food is. Oh, oh let's go, Shahad. Of course, pizza. No, no. Wait, wait, what you? Dessert is chocolate chip cookies with ice cream on the side, not on top of them, so they melt. That's a waste of ice cream. That's my. That's my. <laughs> and what do you eat for breakfast? Ooh, okay. I eat the same thing every morning. Um, two eggs, four egg whites, uh, peppers, cheese, and two pieces of Dave's protein bread with butter and a chai tea latte. Whoa, that sounds incredible. That actually sounds, I'm going to start doing that. And Dave's bread, how good's Dave's bread? And I think so the guy good. was a former prisoner and he only hires prisoners or some former, uh, I think so. Read on the what? bread, it says. Dave's story is on the bread. It's like, Dave was in jail? He was in jail. Dave was in jail, came out, and he only hires ex-cons to make Dave's bread. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> You're eating prison bread. You've been eating prison bread this whole time. I can't with you. Hey, Case. Hey, Chinch. Did you know that whenever you get in trouble, just. <laughs> I told that's what I said. That's what I said. Whenever I get in trouble, dance or something, Chinch, you don't know what to do. You're at a wedding. I just freaking hit him with one of these. <laughs> we were going into a segment change and I was like yeah. so ill prepared. I was like, I don't know what we're saying off the top. What are we doing off the top? He goes, hey, Shahad, don't worry. If you ever get in trouble, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And it works. It actually works. It's so good. Shahad, we do this thing called 9 and 90. We started it off when we first started the mayor's office a couple, a couple years ago. It was, it was nine questions in 90 seconds. That never plays out. It's basically just... We're going to ask nine, nine questions. It'll probably be about two and a half minutes. Yeah. So Chinch, Chinch is going to ask a question. I'm going to answer first, and then you're going to answer next, Shahad. Hard-hitting okay. questions, too. Got it. I'm ready. All right. Go, okay. Chinch. Exciting. First question. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift can't get enough of it or can't take it anymore, Sean? No, I can't get enough of it. I, I matter of fact, I love Taylor Swift because my daughters are Swifties. And I think Travis Kelsey's a good guy, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, same. I'm not a hater. Go for it. Yeah. Love is love. Yeah. Go. There you go. Love is love. I agree. Man, they're going to be so rich together one day. Hey, <laughs> would you rather, Sean, eat a live bug or let a tarantula crawl on your face? No. No. <laughs> no. Sean, you take this one. <laughs> I hate roaches. I live in New York. No, neither. Mm. I'm opting out of this question. I can't. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm Excellent. opting out. You know what? I'll eat a bug. I mean, I've heard crickets are good for you. I'll eat one real quick. 
Okay. Real quick. <laughs> real nice. Okay. Uh, Case, more annoying chore, shoveling snow or cleaning out your closet? Oh, you know what? Cleaning out your closet's a pain in the ass. Like, I don't know. I, I don't mind shoveling a little bit of snow, but uh, cleaning out the closet, I, I can't stand that. Jess was cleaning out hers the other day and I walked upstairs and it was like an explosion. She goes, you don't want to be up here. Yeah. You be up here. Get out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. Chinch, I want to stop right there because I have a question I had. I, I wanted to ask Shahad's that I, that I um, went over. I want to oh. come back to it. Shahad's is a big sneaker girl, dude. She's got like, like, she's like Trevor Story kind of like, you know, I don't know if you ever seen his collection, like Jordans and like, if you ever, you ever see Shahad, Shahad have this nice dress on and like Jordans or something like that. So talk to us about your shoe collection. I want to hey, know. Matt Baskerson said that the, the very thing threatening the lifeblood of MLB Central is that I think sneakers go with dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, it's not cute, shots. Like, I think it's cute. Also on the field, you know, you can't walk in heels. I'm not that coordinated. Like, I feel nervous walking in heels. <laughs> I am a Jordan 1 girl, but now I'm kind of past that. Now I'm into the off-whites. Oh. And like with, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I can Wait. tell you're not a sneakerhead because you're No, no, no. I, I just bought some. <laughs> when I was at the Yankees, this is a great story. When I was at the Yankees, they gave me like the bootleg, like black turfs. So I get out there and Judgey comes out to me. Aaron Judge comes out the first day in Colorado. He comes up. He's like, he goes, uh, you know, he goes, uh, what they give you, coach? The coach ones? <laughs> like, he's like, those shoes are pretty bad. He goes, let me make a call for you. Two days later, I had LeBron's on my freaking, on my, yeah. on my desk. From judging, so I was like, so I, I'm starting to get into. I didn't understand that the dunks are cool. I just ordered some dunks, right? Those are cool, right, Chaz? Cool, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I love that Judge took care of you. <laughs> I have the sweetest LeBrons okay. I've ever seen in my life. Great like, LeBrons. Those I've... are terrible. You, you're making me look bad. <laughs> get them off your feet. Get them off your feet, Chaz. <laughs> what are cool? Seriously, tell me about what are the coolest sneakers get you own? Get the off whites. Get the off whites. They're gonna cost you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're big money. They're big off-whites. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get a pair today. I'm not kidding. Okay. You'll see me on the network right. next time. Full suit, off-white shoes. Honey, I will love that day. You're welcome. Excellent. You're welcome. Excellent. You're welcome. Let's call Judge. You can buy them for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Judge has big connections, bro, with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I only got two more. I got two more. I really yeah. hear this. I want to hear the Lauren answer to this, too. But you first, Sean. Shohei Otani will be playing for who next year? Oh, oh, Shohei Otani will be playing for the Red Sox. I just feel like the New Balance deal. I don't know for some reason. I feel like he's going to be in Boston. I could be totally wrong. I'll say Dodgers. Dodgers. That's a little. Oh, you, you went easy, huh, Shad? You went for the easy layup. Went for the layup. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Last one, last one, and I can't wait for this answer. Who wins in an arm wrestling contest? Mark DeRosa or Sean Casey? <laughs> well, D-Rose, I mean, D-Rose is Jack, and he's got like that weird, like, the like meathead lifting he probably does with like the benching and stuff like that. So I don't, I think I'd get him. I'd somehow get him at some point, but I, I would be an absolute battle. 
I feel like the only person who would care about my answer is D Route. Like you wouldn't care. <laughs> That's true. If I pick Sean Casey, really, Sean? <laughs> Ten years? Ten years? Ten years? D Route wins. Right. Oh, it's so good. Chad, one I have one final question. Okay. You're con- like you and D-Row, it's like literally like a brother and sister on there. Tell him tell us about like what he's meant to you and your relationship with him. You know, it's just it, literally it's 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 you can see it on air. It's just it's a fun thing. You guys are hilarious. I remember it was year 2 and I was wearing this doily white <laughs> lacy dress and I thought I was nailing it. And he looks over and he goes, that's what we're going with. (laughs) I was like, and ever since then, like, it just, it's like, he calls me out on everything. And we like continue that on, you know, the TV screen. And then now Robert's in the mix. Yeah. The the commercial breaks are the show. Like it is such a fun time. And it's always like, or like he'll be like, "Are you you plan on getting a pedicure today?" <laughs> but I think that's like the, what people want to see, right? Like oh. true authentic friendship, and it's just, yeah. gosh, the show is just yeah. such a joy. That's we love weird. having you on, Case. We oh. love it. Are you when kidding you me? Come on, it just you light up the screen. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I love coming on, and I love being on that show. And and listen. I'm so glad that you took some time to come on come on our show too, to be inside the mayor's office. You are the greatest odds. You are one of my favorite people in the world. I love you a ton. And I cannot, when I, like I saw you at work the other day, when I see you again here, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But thanks so much for your time today. You're the best. And uh, we're waiting for the third time. You'll be back at some point for the third time. So th- have an incredible day. Joy. Thank you guys for having me. Honestly, it means a lot. And I love you guys so much. Appreciate it.